Father, you will come on the inside, Lord. Father, you make yourself known unto us, Lord. And Father, we know that the way you make yourself known to us, Lord, is by your word, O God. And so, Father, we've come this evening to hear from you, O Lord, to hear your word, O Lord. You may reveal yourself to us, O Lord. You may reveal your mind unto us, O Lord, or you may draw us a little closer to you, O Father. Lord, we thank you for the day, Lord, what has been, O Lord God. But Father, as we come unto the end of it, Lord, Father, we come, O Lord, in the cool of this evening, Lord God, just to, Father, to sit at your feet, Lord, just once more, Lord. Father, may you move in your own way, may you move in your own special way, your God, this evening. Lord, may you move the hearers aside, Lord, may you move the speaker aside, O Lord. And may you, Father, Lord God, have your sovereign way this evening, Lord God. May you have the liberty that you want to have this evening, Lord God. May your name be glorified, O Lord, this evening, O God. Father, we thank you how you've been in the song service, Lord. We ask that you be in, Lord God, the word also, Lord, that it will be spoken, Lord Father. The Lord will see not a man, but Lord, we will see you, O God. The Father will live this place not the same way we came in, Lord God. But Lord, whenever we come to your presence, O Lord, we can either leave worse than we came in or better than we came in, Lord. But Father, I believe this evening everyone who desire to live better than they came in, Lord. Even those that are streaming, Lord, I just pray that you move in a special way in your homes, the Lord. In your sitting rooms, the Lord, the Father, you will speak, the Lord God, of your presence, the Lord God, the Father, will be felt even there also, Lord Jesus. Father, we just want to say we love you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. I just surrender to you this evening, Lord, and Father, I just ask the Lord, you have your way that you speak, the Lord. Father, I pray that your name be glorified, the Lord. We thank you, Lord, and we bless your name. As we commit all these things to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you, musicians. That's all the singing will do. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Moses, and thank you all for, for the welcome back home. <laughs> Amen. It's sure good to call this place home. Amen. We sure wouldn't wouldn't have any other way to express it but to say it is a home. Amen. And it's always good to be back and to visit family and uh, thank you all for your prayers as we are away and all the texts really god bless each and every one of you for that and and we're happy to be back amen and i really want to say oh, as brother, brother moses was saying oh, i also do love each and every one of you with all my heart amen and all that you do i really appreciate it very much amen oh, i appreciate the ministry amen oh, i have been tremendously blessed it's not been a service i've come in and I never left the same, amen. So I really want to say God bless all the brothers, the ministers, from Brother Ed to Brother Andrew to Brother Moses to, to Brother John, amen. And Lord bless each and every one of them. And also I really want to say God bless Brother Harold also, amen. I know he's not here this evening, but I really want to say God bless him, amen. Uh, you know, in every generation you, you have, you have the prophet of that generation, but, but you don't only have the prophet, you're also great men of God that God uses in that generation, amen. And, and I believe Brother Harold is one of those great men that God has used in this generation, amen. And God has used him in a supernatural way, and we can still see the, the fruits of what the Lord has used him to do even today, amen. I was, so I was away and talking with Dad about different things, and how Brother Harold visited Ghana back in the days, and, and, and all that he, he did. And really, you can see that it was the move of the Lord. Amen. Back in those days, oh, he wasn't born yet, but, you know, God had a purpose. He had a plan as he was doing all that, because if Brother Harold had not gone, my uncle wouldn't have known the message, and my uncle wouldn't have known it, then my dad wouldn't have known it, and, you know, I perhaps would have been born, but I don't know where I would have been, but God had it all arranged. Amen. And, 
and and you know you say god has a sense of humor and uh, at the end of us here am i he right here <laughs> amen right in, in 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 the church of of the man that he used amen and we always we always counted a horn and a privilege to stand behind his desk and share, share the word of god so really say god bless you all and also bring greetings from all the saints from from dublin ireland and they all really say god bless you my parents really appreciate each and every one of you and and they really love you, and they really wanted me to express and say thank you all for taking care of me. <laughs> Amen. Those that have been mothers and those that have been fathers, those that have been brothers and sisters, really God bless you. My family are really, really grateful for all that. Amen. So God bless you all. And they really send a special greetings to Brother Harold as well. Amen. All the ministers there. And so we want to send that to you, Brother Harold, perhaps streaming this evening, and also to Brother Ed. Amen. So really we thank the Lord. Amen. Sorry for... A long preliminary and getting you standing normally I don't have preliminaries, amen. But just thought I would say I would express these things, amen. And also want to say happy new year. <laughs> Might be a little late, but happy new year to you all. Amen. Well, let's take a Bible's this evening, amen, and we'll turn to the book of Jeremiah. A man who won't belong this evening. I just wanna just wanna encourage ourselves a little bit in the world this evening. Amen. Jeremiah chapter twenty nine, very familiar scripture that we know. Verse 11 to 14. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 to 14. Amen. Amen. Scripture says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you unexpected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me, and find me, when ye shall search me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all nations, and from all places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I cause you, to be carried away captive. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. May I have your seats. Amen. 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 This evening we just want to talk about the purpose of God. We want to share something. Share a little thought about God's purpose. And I'll tell you to this evening is he has a purpose. Amen. He has a purpose. He always has a purpose, amen. God never does anything without a purpose. Whatever he does, there is a purpose behind it, amen. And God's purpose will always stand, amen. There is not enough circumstances or enough obstacles or enough situations or problems that will be ever able to stop God's purpose, amen. Whenever God purposes something, it always brings it to pass. Amen. Brother Branham will speak, I know my Redeemer liveth. Jeffersonville, 1958, he said, I think that... I think that's what's going on today. He said that God is getting a people ready that he can show his mighty hand to fulfill his mighty purpose. Amen. He said, oh, I am so glad this morning and we can say this evening that he leaves in my heart that he is not, he's not a dead God. He is a living God and way down in me. Amen. I believe each and every one of us can lift our hands and say that truly we have the living God that is living inside of us. Amen. And if the living God is living inside of us, then the living God has got a purpose. Why he's living inside of us? Amen. He's not just living inside of us just to occupy a space or just to be here. But he's living inside of us because he has a purpose that he wants to carry out in each and every one of us, our lives. Amen. He's got a purpose for you. He's got a purpose for me. Amen. You see here, Jeremiah, as we read from Jeremiah here, here he is. He was writing a letter to the, to the, to the Jews that were in captivity. Here he was in Jerusalem. And write on a letter to them that was in captivity. And he was saying to them, listen, you are in captivity. But I want you to know that God still has a purpose. Amen. That God's purpose is not for you to live forever in captivity. But God's purpose is that one day he will bring you out of the captivity that you are in. There is coming an appointed time. And in 70 years from now, he is coming back and visiting you. And he's going to bring you out of the captivity that you are in. Amen. Why? Because God had a purpose. 
And he has said that his thought that he had towards them was thought of peace and not thoughts of evil. Amen. I believe that today we are living in another Babylon. Amen. That is called Laodicea. And we have also received a letter. Amen. We have also received a love letter, which is the message of this, the hour and this last age. And God is saying that he has a purpose. Amen. He has a purpose to raise a bride in the midst of this dark age. Amen. He has a purpose to bring a rapture in the midst of this age. Amen. He's saying that he has a purpose. It doesn't matter how dark it is. He still has a purpose. Amen. And is waiting for a people that he will be ready to use to fulfill that purpose. Amen. He has given all power and authority to his bride and his age for her to overcome every sin in this age. Amen. Because he has, he has a purpose that I am going to have a people in this age that even though it's an age in which sin is reigning, where sin has all the preeminence, but I'm going to have a people that I'll give them the overcoming power to overcome every sin. Amen. That it doesn't matter what kind of sickness that is in this generation. I'm going to have a people that I'm going to purpose them to be a people that I will deliver from any kind of sickness. Amen. I'm going to have a people that I will prove that I am still God. Amen. That I have not changed, but I'm the same yesterday. I am the same today, and I am the same forever. Amen. Amen. You see, right in the midst of Babylon, God had someone by the name of Daniel. Amen. Right in there, he had someone by the name of Daniel. Why? Because he had a purpose. Amen. He didn't have Daniel there just because he wanted Daniel there. But he had a purpose to prove that it doesn't matter how evil Babylon is. There is someone that can overcome any type of idolatry that is in Babylon. There is someone that can overcome any type of lukewarm spirit that is in Babylon. And he had Daniel there to say, Daniel, I have a purpose for you. And my purpose for you that you will be a living testimony. Amen. You will be a te living testimony that there is a living God. Amen. To prove that there is nothing that cannot be overcome. Amen. That all things are possible. Amen. But you see, it wasn't only God that had a purpose for Daniel. But Daniel also had purpose in his heart that he was ready to fulfill God's purpose. You see, two, two purposes were coming together at this point. Amen. See, Daniel had come to a place that he was ready to fulfill God's purpose. And upright in heaven, there was also God that was saying, I am ready to fulfill a purpose. Amen. So here were two, two people that were in the same mind. Two people that had the same objective. See, Daniel said, I won't defile myself. And God said, I need someone in Babylon that will not defile himself. Amen. So two people were coming together and as they were coming together that meant that the supernatural was about to take place. Amen. God is looking to meet with someone to save them. He's looking to meet his purpose with someone to save them so that he can fulfill the supernatural once again because God has not changed. It doesn't matter how evil Laodicea is. God is still God. Amen. He is still God. Amen. You see, when Daniel got to Babylon, see, Daniel didn't see that he was going to be a ruler of all the provinces of Babylon. Neither did Daniel see that he was going to be a governor of all the wise men that was in Babylon. But you see, God had a purpose. Daniel didn't see himself in the lion's den, but God had a purpose. Daniel didn't see himself that one day he was going to have a vision of the end time, but God had a purpose. Amen. The three Hebrew children, they didn't see themselves in a fiery furnace, but God had a purpose. Amen. And this evening you might be sitting here and, and you may not be seeing yourself in the condition that you are but I want you to know that God has a purpose. God has a purpose. Amen. Amen. He has a purpose. Amen. If he ever had a Daniel in Babylon, I believe he can have a Daniel later this year. If he ever had three Hebrew children in Babylon, I believe he can have more than three Hebrew children in Laodicea, amen. And I don't know you, but I want to be one of those Hebrew children. I want to be the Daniel in Laodicea, amen, this evening. Amen. Friends, we may not see what lays ahead. But we have an assurance that God has a purpose. We may not see the trials that we'll go through this year. But we can rest assured that God has a purpose, amen. 
We don't know the obstacles that we're going to face in a couple of years from now. But we can rest assured that God has a purpose. Amen. Amen. At the beginning of the year, we've seen the things that has happened. But God has a purpose. Amen. Whatever is happening, he has a purpose in him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that the time has come for us to be like Daniel. Come a point where we also have to purpose in our hearts and say that we are not going to defile ourselves. Amen. To purpose our heart and say we are not going to allow any Laodicean spirit in our midst. Amen. To purpose in our heart and say we are not going to have any religious spirit. Amen. To purpose in our heart and say we are not going to have any formal spirit. Amen. To purpose in our heart and say that we are not going to compromise in any way. Amen. But as Brother Branham said, that we may purpose in our heart and say that we will do all that we can to resist any type of Antichrist spirit that is here to try to creep itself into the church. Amen. That we'll resist any kind of spirit like that. That Satan will be powerless before us. Amen. Because God wants a living church in which Satan has no rule, has no room, and has no authority, and has no power. Amen. I believe that is God's purpose. Amen. And it's looking for a people that are ready to fulfill that purpose. And I believe that we can be like Daniel and say we will purpose in our heart, amen. That we are not defiling ourselves, amen. We are not going cold and lukewarm, amen. But if he has called us, then we might as well be in fire for him, amen. Because we know in Laodicea, he doesn't want the cold, he doesn't want to look warm. He said if you be lukewarm, then you might as well be cold, but I believe there are people here that are not looking to be cold. Neither are they looking to be lukewarm. But there are people that are looking to be on fire for God. Amen. I believe that God has found his purpose in our midst. Amen. 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 But Brandon will continue to say, and I know my Redeemer lives in Jeffersonville, 1958. He said, and God did not make you and I just to see if he could do it. He said, he made us for a purpose. He said, therefore, there is a purpose for us all being here. He said, you are not here just to be another human being. He said, you are here because that God made you for some purpose. He said, you are not just, you're not just to eat the food that God growed. He said, you are not here just to live in the house that man made or to wear the clothing that someone fashioned. He said, you are here for a specific purpose. Amen. We are here for a specific purpose. Amen. And friends, we may not be here to be rulers over the provinces of Laodicea. Neither may we be here to be the governors over the wise men of Laodicea, amen. But I believe that we are here to be rulers of any principality, to be rulers of any darkness, of any power, amen. Of any spiritual wickedness that will exalt itself in the high places. That is what we are here to be rulers over, amen. Because things are no more on the natural, but things are more on the spiritual, amen. The battle that we are fighting is a spiritual battle, amen. And God has a purpose that He will bring up a spiritual people that are filled with the power of God to be able to defeat and work of the enemy but what will Satan try to do Satan will try his best to turn you away from God's purpose try to make you think that you are not fit to fulfill God's purpose amen we can look at our mistakes and look at our wrongs and this and the other and feel like we are not fit to fulfill God's purpose and in our flesh, truly, we are not fit to fulfill God's purpose. But the one that created us, amen, he deposited a seed on the inside of us. Yeah. And that seed is bound to fulfill the purpose by which is in there. There is no way that you can put a seed in the ground without it fulfilling its purpose. If you will put that seed in the right condition and give it the right nutrient, it will fulfill its purpose. And God has put a seed inside of you, put a seed inside of me, and he has put you under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. There is no way that you cannot fulfill God's purpose. God is waiting for some people to fulfill his purpose. Amen. There is a seed that is lying on the inside. 
Hey, man, you see, you know what? That was what the enemy was trying to do to Gideon. He was trying to get Gideon to forget what his purpose was. And it got Gideon in a place where his vision had been blurred. How many times will he try to do this to you? Or do it to me, amen. Try to get us away to forget who we are. And try to get us in a state of a spiritual amnesia. Forgetting what a purpose, why we're here. And now here we are acting like Gideon and hiding ourselves away from the enemy. Here we are running away from the enemy instead of being the ones tormenting the devil. Amen. Why? Because Satan is just a scarecrow trying to get you away from God's purpose. He knows that there is a potential on the inside of you. He knows that there is a seed on the inside of you. That if that seed can come in contact with his maker, amen, there are supernatural things that will take place. And so he will try to blur you from seeing and fulfilling God's purpose. Oh, but this evening, God has come down to let Satan know that you are too late because I want my people to know that I have got a purpose and there is no way that the enemy can defeat that purpose there's no way that a purpose can be defeated and he'll bring us all the way down to a place that we start a question just like Gideon was questioning save God be for us why has all those things befallen us if God be for us why are we living in an age of COVID where we can't get it together the way we ought to and we start to ask ourselves questions. If God be for us, where are all the miracles? Amen. See, Satan is bringing you to a place where he's, he's trying to get you to question the power of God. Trying to get you to question the, the, the infallible strength and power that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what he's trying to do. I tell you one thing, that seed that is on the inside will have to bring forth. Brother Branham will continue to say, nothing talking about a seed is that nothing can destroy it. Is that it has been planted. It is the seed of God. It is the purpose of God to give you the blessed Holy Spirit. Amen. He said it is, it is a purpose of God to show us signs and wonders and miracles. He said it is a purpose of God is that it's the purpose of God and nothing can destroy it. Is that all power of hell might wager against it, but it will not prevail. Is that we have God's eternal purpose. Is that there might be teachers and, and there might be isms rising and there might be great program rising and there might be things that look like that it will, it will be destroyed, but it can never be destroyed. Is that it is the purpose of God to see that it will prevail. So now the picture is changing that it's not so much us that must see that the seed must prevail, but it is God's purpose to see that the seed prevails. The picture has changed. It is not so much us trying it, but it is him that has put a seed and he is going to make it to prevail. Amen. It says... Then it's not up to me and it's not up to you whether it will be destroyed or not. Is that it's up to God. Is that and we can rest assured on it that God will never let our heritage be destroyed. For it's his purpose to give it to us. Amen. It is his purpose to give you the Holy Ghost. It is his purpose to use you whenever the enemy creeps into your home or creeps into your life. It is his purpose to see that the enemy has been defeated or the enemy has been cast out. It is his purpose. And it's waiting for you to have that same purpose. To say, Lord, I am ready for my healing. Lord, I am ready for my deliverance. I am purposing in my heart that in Laodicea, I'm not going to be bound by the shackles of the enemy. And I know that you have the same purpose. And if these two purposes can come together, then the supernatural is bound to take place. It is bound to take place. But now here was Gideon and here was he questioning Lord, why has all this befallen us and, and where are all the miracles, amen? But one thing Gideon was failing to see, that he was the answer to his own questions. 
He was the answer to his own questions. The reason why all that had befallen was because God wanted a Gideon to rise up to bring deliverance to Israel. He was the answer to those questions. Where were the miracles? All the miracles was lying inside of Gideon. And God was waiting for Gideon to rise up and recognize who he is. That he's a circumcised Jew and he has every power and authority to defeat every enemy. He was waiting for Gideon to come to a realization of who he is. Amen. Amen. Gideon was the answer to his own questions. Amen. But you see, Gideon has gotten distracted by the circumstances. And by the problems and the things that were going around him. But God wanted Gideon's attention. To say, Gideon, stay focused. I want you to stay focused, Gideon, because I've got a purpose for you. I want to prove to you that I am a way maker, amen. I want to prove to you that I am a deliverer, amen. I want to prove to you that I am still a miracle worker. And it doesn't matter how many, how many Midianites are coming against you. And it doesn't matter that you have a little army. I have a purpose. And my purpose is that you will defeat the Midianites. It doesn't matter how great and how, how, how big the Midianites are. My purpose is that you have to defeat the Midianites. That's his purpose, that you have to defeat the Midianites. And friends, we're living in Laodicea. And it doesn't matter how dark it may seem in Laodicea. It doesn't matter whatever is going on. God has a purpose. Amen. He has a lifted up and raised the bright on the sage for a purpose. It doesn't matter how many demons or legions have been loosed in this age. God still has a purpose. That you are going to defeat each and every one of them. That none of them is going to have preeminence over you. He has a purpose. Amen. He has released those enemies for a purpose, amen. He had a purpose in the days of David. He let Goliath rise up for that moment. Amen. He made sure that there was a Goliath on the Philistines' camp. And he made sure that he was the biggest among all the Philistines. Amen. But as he was watching Goliath grow and, and as he was watching Goliath become a big man and, and as he was watching him, as he was training himself of, of how to fight and how to use his sword, God was taking the most littlest man that was in the land of Israel and he was training him. And he wasn't training him by the sword, but he was training him by an experience. Amen. He was training him by an experience. He was showing him that God has power over every beast. Amen. That God has power over every animal, over everything that may come against him. He was training him. And Goliath was getting trained. And Goliath thought, there is no one who can defeat me. I am the biggest among everyone. But God said, I have a little pride in Laodicea. And it doesn't matter how big the Goliath is. I have been training them. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. I have been training them. Amen. I've been training them by an experience with the Holy Ghost. I have been training them by the word of God. I have been training them by the revelation of the message of the hour. And they are ready to face the Goliath. Amen. David had a purpose. And it came a day of the showdown. Amen. He was the biggest among all. And he was the smallest among all. Amen. But what could prevail? Amen. It wasn't the strength that Goliath had that could prevail. But it was the God that was the inside of David. That was the one that could prevail. Amen. And it doesn't matter how great a giant are in Laodicea. It doesn't matter what we'll be facing as the days go by. And the temptation and what the enemy will bring away. I want you to recognize that you are a David. Amen. He has given you an experience for a purpose. Amen that you will use that experience to defeat every enemy that will come your way. The Holy Ghost is in you for a purpose. It is not in there to lay dormant. The Holy Ghost is in there for a purpose. 
God knew the giants that we we're going to face. That's why he gave us the Holy Ghost. And I tell you, when God has given you something, he's giving you the best that he's got. He's giving you the best that he's got. And he's giving us the best that he's got. And that is the Holy Ghost. And it is for a purpose, amen. It is for a purpose, amen. Oh, hallelujah. And nothing can defeat that purpose. Oh, hallelujah. He's wanting our attention in this age. He's wanting our attention, amen. And if we could turn our eyes away from our own ideas and, and from our own purpose, amen. God is wanting to prove himself, hallelujah. Amen. What the Brandon will continue to say is that God's purpose can never be defeated. Amen. God's purpose can never be defeated. So if he's giving you the Holy Ghost, that means the Holy Ghost can never be defeated. Amen. It can never be defeated. You can call whatever sickness you want to call. The Holy Ghost cannot be defeated. You can call any problems you want. The Holy Ghost cannot be defeated. Is that God's purpose can never be defeated. Is that there is nothing can defeat it. So how happy are we to be today? Resting upon that beautiful revelation of the word of the living God. That there is neither tense present nor tense to come. There is no sickness, no sorrow, no death, no peril. No nothing can separate us from the purpose of God, of the, of the living God. Amen. Is that what God has imagined in his mind? What God has purpose and has had to bring to pass, there is no demon, there is no power, there is nothing that can ever separate God's immortal, eternal plan. It must be as God has said. Amen. There is no demon, there is no power that can stop God's purpose. Oh, friends, if only we could come to the realization of the power of the Holy Ghost that is living on the inside of us. Nothing can defeat it. Nothing can stop it. It's got to fulfill its purpose. Amen. Amen. So if anything come between you and the purpose of God, you have a right. You have a right to say you are standing in the way. Of me and the purpose that God has for me. Because God's purpose for me is for me to be well. God's purpose for me is for me to be free. God's purpose for me is for me to be delivered. That's his purpose for me. So whatever that will come in the way of that purpose, we have a right. You have a right to enforce. And say you are standing in the way. There was one day that Joshua was fighting a battle and he had a purpose. God has given him a commission and said, you are going to that land and, and you have to take that land. And whatever enemy will come before you, you will defeat them. And he was standing on a post of duty. He was fulfilling God's purpose. And something started to get in the way. The sun was going down. And it says something is getting in the way of the purpose that I have. These people must be defeated. And because he was standing in a post of duty, he had a right to say, you moon, stop over there. And you son, stop over there. Because he was standing, fulfilling his purpose. And when you were standing, fulfilling your purpose, you have a right. If sickness is the one that is hindering you from fulfilling your purpose, you have a right. To say, God, this, this issue or this whatever is stopping me from fulfilling your purpose. You have a right. Amen. But you see, when God has a purpose, his purpose is always carried out by a plan. Amen. His purpose is always carried out by a plan. Amen. 
He has a purpose. He has a plan to bring that purpose to pass. You see, right from the beginning, he had a plan or he had a purpose that he was going to display his attribute. He had a purpose that he's going to display his attribute as a healer and, and as a savior and, and as a deliverer. And to fulfill that purpose, he had a plan. And the plan was that a man, man was going to fall. But before man fell, he made sure that there was a lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Oh my. How are you going to defeat God's purpose? He had a plan and he had a purpose. And as his plan was moving on, it was all moving on towards his purpose. But you see, man couldn't fully comprehend the plan. And neither could man fully understand the purpose of what was going on. As a matter of fact, the oldest book in the Bible, which was Job. Job will come to a point in his trouble and, and he'll sit and Job will watch a tree being cut down and, and see the tree grow again. And, and he'll see a flower die and, and, and he'll see the flower rise again. And, but Job will look at the life of man and people, man dies and, and it looks like that is all about it. Job couldn't see the purpose. Job couldn't see the plan. But God said, I want to reveal it to you. And so one day as Job was contemplating, God said, I want to lift you up a little bit and I want to show you from 4,000 years from now what is going to happen. I want to show you my purpose. That not only the tree has a resurrection, not only the flower has a resurrection, but man also is going to have a resurrection. I have a purpose. But in order to get to the purpose, there is a plan. There is a plan that you must walk through. He had a purpose for Job, that he will restore to Job more than what he even had at the beginning. But there was a plan that Job had to walk through to fulfill the purpose. Job had to lose everything that he had. In order to fulfill the purpose. God had a purpose for Moses. But he had a plan to bring to pass the purpose. That Moses will be born and thrown in the Nile. And, and he'll become, you know, the daughter, the son of the Pharaoh's daughter and all that. It was the plan to fulfill the purpose. But Moses was walking in the plan without recognizing or realizing that he was walking in the plan. And it was to bring a purpose. And it came a point that it looked like the purpose was defeated. Here was Moses running away from the very place that he was born to be to deliver the people of God. But that was still in the plan to fulfill the purpose. Because the purpose was to deliver the people. But he had a plan. He said, Moses, you're not ready yet. You need a backside of the desert experience before you can fulfill my purpose. And I tell you on this day, there is no way we can fulfill God's purpose without a backside of the desert experience. Without the Holy Ghost, without a born again experience, there is no way we can fulfill the purpose of God. And he has a plan to bring you there. And sometimes we don't understand we can't figure it out because we're living in an age where everything must be figured out. Everything must be known. But God doesn't make everything known at once. But he has a purpose. And he's bringing you to the purpose. And he's just waiting for you to yield yourself and just keep walking. Trust in him. He's got a purpose. Many times the plan has got... I've got valleys in the plan. There are mountains in the plan. But it's all bringing to a purpose. He's got a purpose in this last age for a rapture. But he's got a plan to bring us to the rapture. And we may not fully comprehend the plan. And some days we may look not to, be, to feel like a believer. Oh, I've been there before. You don't feel like a Christian. You don't feel like a believer. 
And you say, how could this be part of God's plan to bring a rapture? But it's part of his plan. Because if you are a genuine Christian and a genuine believer, when you get to that spot, you are looking forward to get back up. You are looking forward to going to prayer. And when you go on a prayer, it is real prayer. When you fall down on your knees, you get down to business with God. It is part of his plan because he's got a purpose. Does that mean we need to let go and, and just go about and sin and do whatever we want? No. But don't be discouraged when, when you stumble and you fall. And remember that there's a purpose. Remember that there's a plan that you're walking in. And if there's a seed on the inside, it'll fulfill the purpose. God had a purpose for Noah. The purpose was that Noah, you have to build an ark for the salvation of the people. And Noah went ahead and started building the ark. And Noah was so much under expectation to say, the moment the ark is done, oh, we are out of this place. But he didn't know the plan. That he was going to preach for 120 years. But it was all to fulfill the purpose. Because you see, if you started building that ark and started preaching and, and right away clouds started to form, everybody would have believed them. Everybody would have said, yes, Noah's right, let's get into the ark. But that would have done nothing but carry sin again to the, wherever they were going. But God had a purpose that it was time to separate the sin from the righteousness. And he has a purpose and the rapture is lingering. And people say, why is it lingering? There are some people that need to get out of this. There are some people that are not part of this rapture. But they're just tagging along and tagging along. And he's like, no, these people must get out of it. He's got a purpose. And you see, when even the time came that the ark was ready. And he got into the ark. And he said, finally, it's time to go. He sat there for seven good days being ridiculed. But that was all part of the purpose. He didn't see all that plan, but God had it. It was to fulfill the purpose. But in the end of it all, the ark moved. The purpose was fulfilled. And God has a purpose for each and every one of us this evening. But we may not see the plan. We may not fully understand the plan of how the purpose is going to come. But we must just keep walking. You see, no one ever lost faith. 100 years, he kept on believing. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Let's keep standing. Let's keep believing. Let's keep holding on to this message. Never turn to the left. Never turn to the right. But stay focused. Because he's got a purpose. Amen. I'm just going to close with this last thought of Enoch. Because he had a purpose for Enoch. That Enoch was supposed to take a rapture. And we can type ourselves to Enoch. That we are supposed to take a rapture. Amen. But he had a plan. And he said, you need to start building a pyramid. What does a pyramid have to do with a rapture? But he said, you have to start building a pyramid. Enoch probably didn't even know that he was part of a purpose that he was going to be raptured. He thought he was going to die just at every malt of being died. But God had a purpose. And we may sometimes sit and think, you know, maybe we'll go by the way of the grave. Or, and we don't know. But God has a purpose. Enoch didn't know that he was going to be raptured. But God had a purpose. And we don't know. We may be the one to fulfill that great mystery of having a change of body. God has a purpose. Enoch kept on building his pyramid. And he kept on building his pyramid. Day in and day out. It was an intense labor. But he kept on building it. Because that's what God told him to do. Just keep building. 
and he kept on building. He'll rise up early in the morning to go to work and he'll keep on building. There will be forces on the side of job, but he'll keep on building. Amen. There'll be forces along the road, but you keep building. Amen. God has a purpose for a rapture, and we are also building. We are building a statue of a perfect man. And, and you know, it also looks like a pyramid like Brother Branham will show up. And we also are building. And we need to build every day. Every morning we must keep building. Laying precept upon precept. Laying line upon line. Here a little bit of faith. There a little bit of virtue. Here a little bit of knowledge. And there a little bit of temperance. And just keep building. Here a little bit of godliness. And, and there a little bit of patience. Hear a little bit of brotherly kindness and just keep building. Hear a little bit of the Holy Ghost and, and the refilling of the Holy Ghost and just keep building. Because God has got a purpose. You see, Enoch never finished the pyramid because God had a purpose. That was not yet the time. That was just a type. Because there was coming an age where he was going to finish the pyramid. He didn't need a man to finish the pyramid. He was going to finish the pyramid. God has got a purpose. You can build him. He's got a purpose to finish the pyramid. He's got a purpose to cut you off with that divine love. He's got a purpose. We just keep building and it's not even so much as building. It is still him doing the building. If only we could yield ourselves and surrender ourselves to him. Amen. Satan can never defeat this purpose, friends. There's no way he can defeat it. He taught one time that he defeated it when he took when Jesus went off the scene. He taught the purpose was defeated. All hell taught all my glory. Finally he left. Oh, but God had a plan. Amen. Because the purpose was not over. And he had a plan. The 120 people were going to meet up in an upper room. And things were going to even get worse. Because he had said that also I am leaving. Greater works than these shall you do. He had a purpose. Amen. Satan thought he had a defeated. But God had a plan to bring the purpose to pass. That you have a people that will be filled with the Holy Ghost and who go about preaching the gospel. They had trials. They had temptation. They had hardship. But they held on. Because God had a purpose that they will hold on. Amen. And we're living in an age that the prophet has gone off the scene. And Satan thought, finally, he's gone. But God had a plan. Amen. God had a plan. And I said before he lived the sin, in 1963, I'm going to bring the revelation of the word to this prophet. And he's going to make it known. And even if he goes off the sin, my purpose will still carry on. Because I will have a people that will catch the revelation of the true word of God in this last age. And they will defeat every enemy that was defeated by my prophet that I brought on the scene. He's still got a purpose. And he's made a plan to fulfill that purpose. Amen. If only we can yield ourselves and say, Lord, I am going to purpose in my heart. Like Daniel did. That if you've got a purpose, then I'm going to purpose in my heart. Lord, I want to fulfill that purpose. If you've got a purpose for a rapture, then I want to want a purpose in my heart. Now, whatever it's going to take, I am going to go through it for that rapture, for your purpose to be fulfilled in me. Because when you looked all around and you looked all down through the ages, you couldn't find any better people for Laodicea than me and you. Amen. Believe it this evening. He couldn't find any better people that will overcome the evil of Laodicea than you, than anybody else. And he's got a purpose why you are here. Don't you worry about the trouble. Don't you worry about what the enemy is doing and how he's howling and howling and howling. We've got the answer. We've got the answer to the devil's question. 
He's given us the answer. You are the best that he could find for Laodicea. Whether you believe it or not, you are here for that purpose, to prove that you are the best. You may look weak, you may look small, you may look a little group like David look like, and the, the Goliath may be big as big as he is, but I want you to know that he's got a purpose. No matter how small you are, he's got a purpose. You are big enough to defeat every enemy. You are big enough to give every demon of the that's in hell under your feet. You are big enough. This bride is big enough. This is the best that he's got. And all this sounds strange, but this is the best that he's got. If there was ever going to be another Hebrews 11 written, your name was going to be there. You say, how is that possible? Your name was going to be there. But your name may not be in Hebrews 11 because your name is up there. You have a representation up there, amen. Your name is up there already, amen. The angels know you. God knows you. But Satan also knows you. Amen. But God has got a purpose, amen. How many believe that this evening? And I'm ready to say, I am going to purpose in my heart. That if God has got a purpose, then oh mine, I want to be part of that plan. No matter what that plan takes, no matter what that plan is going to lead me in. Whether it's to lead me into sickness, he's got a purpose to deliver me. Whether it's going to lead me into poverty, he's got a purpose to deliver me. Whether it's going to lead me into trouble, he's got a purpose to deliver me. I am ready to walk in the plan, no matter what it takes because I know his purpose is greater than the plan. His purpose is greater than the plan. Don't you worry about what you're going through. He's got a purpose. The plan is working just right. As a matter of fact, he said, all things, not some things, but all things, the good, the bad, all things are working together for good of those who love the Lord. Amen. Let us stand on our feet this evening. Amen. Amen. I'm going to believe that made the musicians come this evening. Amen. That truly he has a purpose. Amen. And nothing is going to defeat it. Amen. Brother Brandon will continue to say. And he said, I don't know how that coincided this morning with the fate, the living fate of the living God and his church. There is something in our heart that speaks that there is a land beyond the river. He said, I cannot put my finger on that land and neither can any man. But there is something within us that tells us that the grave is not his goal. And thus thou art. To dost thou return us was not spoken of the soul. Is that there is something within us? Is that a fire there is a fire that is a burning? A light that has been lit by God and no breeze can blow it out. Is that there is no cold spell in the church? There is no indifference among the people. You can play something softly, thank you. There is no indifference among the people. Is there no persecution of the, of the world that can blow out the flame that God has lit? Amen. There is nothing that can blow out the flame that God has lit. Now I want you to pay attention to that closely. It is the flame that God has lit. You didn't light it. He lit the flame. And if he lit the flame, nothing can blow it out. Amen. Nothing can blow it out. So there's no cold spell in the church. There's no indifference among the people. No persecution of the world that can blow out the flame that God has lit. For it is God's purpose that his torch light of freedom will burn until the coming of the Lord. And no power can blow it out. Is that they will only make it burn brighter as they blow. Amen. No matter what trial you go through, 
is gonna make that flame burn bright it's gonna prove that you are a son of God no matter what Job went through it made the flame burn bright that there is hope amen no matter what you go through it's gonna make that flame burn bright because he's got a purpose he lit the flame he put the seed in there there is no demon in hell that can pluck that seed out we have to lay in the presence of God as he said for the seed to ripen to come to his maturity we've broken out of denomination we've broken out of creeds it is time for maturity it is time for the for the fruit that is on the, on the in the seed to bring forth its manifestation. The time has come. The season has come. The moment has come. And the people are here. And God is here. The purpose ought to come to pass. No one can blow this fire out. No one can blow it out. No one can blow it out. Oh my. Let's purpose in our heart this evening. Let's purpose in our heart this year. I don't know if this year will come to an end or not. But let's purpose in our heart. Let's say I'm ready to fulfill your purpose. I am ready to fulfill it. Let it take me through the fire. It won't burn me. Let it take me through the water. You will bring me out. Nothing can defeat that purpose. He has lit the fire. He has lit the fire. The same that song you played, that sister Julia Forrest. No, the other one that goes, the one about the fire. Lord, please light the fire. Oh Lord, you're beautiful. Thank you. Let's sing that to him tonight. Let's say, Lord, let the revival take place. Amen. The fire that once burned, let it burn again. You lit it. You lit it inside of me. You put the seed inside of me for a purpose. Let it rise up to bear forth the fruit. Because it is manifest in time. It is manifest in time. Amen. Let's sing that song to him, amen, this evening. Amen. The Lord bless you richly. Yeah. 